Welcome back to another Medical Mondays. I'm your host, Dr. Catricia. It is our first Medical Monday of season four. You guys, I can't believe we are rapidly approaching our one-year anniversary of the Dr. Mom Sage Advice podcast. If you've been with me since the beginning, I say thank you so much for being so loyal. Um, As always, remember that I love when you leave a review, when you share, when you rate the podcast, because it helps other mommies like yourself find this podcast and their podcast algorithm so they can listen and be informed as well. Since it is the last day of Dental Health Awareness Month, I want to talk about dental emergencies. Yes, you know your girl is a pediatrician. I'm not a dentist, but I have a child over here and we can get a little clumsy sometimes. In fact, we're losing a lot of teeth, but not because of injuries, but it made me think about what would a parent do in a dental emergency and do they have all the information they need to feel equipped to know when to seek out a dentist versus going to the ER or being able to talk to a pediatrician the following day. So stay tuned. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Dr. Mom Sage Advice Podcast. Are you a single mom who is tired of feeling overwhelmed by doing it all? Have you been asking yourself, what is my real purpose outside of motherhood and my career? Are you tired of yelling, feeling mom guilt at the end of the day? If you're ready to go from chaos to confidence in your mindset and in parenting, then this is the place for you. Here we are authentic, transparent, and frankly, we're here to burst all of those mom guilt bubbles and empower you to take back control of your life so you can go from just surviving in motherhood to thriving and walking confidently in your best purpose-filled life God intended for you. I'm your host, Dr. Catricia, a board-certified bilingual pediatrician. I'm also fellowship-trained in pediatric urgent care medicine. That's just my fancy title for the weekdays, but 24-7, I'm the proud single mommy of my little wild mini-me toddler. I'm also a postpartum depression survivor. Now, I'm on a mission to empower other single moms to take back control of their life. Through candid conversations, we will learn, be encouraged, inspired, and committed to making practical changes so we can be our best selves for the queen who reigns already inside of us. So sit back and relax, mommy. This is your time to unwind. Go ahead, grab your favorite drink. Pour me one too, queen, because it's time for our girl talk. Let's talk about all things motherhood, mindset, and even medicine. No, not like medicine, medicine, but you know, remember, I'm a pediatrician. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you some pediatric tips on how to parent, right? I hope that you love listening to and learning from the podcast. But please remember, it's not intended to be a substitution for a physician-patient relationship. All right, queen, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. So dental emergencies in children, you know, they can happen anytime, anywhere. It's kind of inevitable. You know, our children move faster than lightning speed sometimes it seems like, and we can't always watch them as carefully as we would like to. And just, let's face it, accidents happen, right? But knowing how to handle a dental emergency can mean all the difference in if your child is going to lose a permanent tooth or if it can be saved. So what should you do in an emergency? Well, if your child knocks out their tooth, first things first, 
look for any other injuries. Are you seeing any lacerations? So that's like a very deep cut, a deep cut that will not stop bleeding if you apply pressure or a Band-Aid. That would be called an abrasion. So if there's a laceration to their lip or a laceration to their tongue, um, by all means, you need to be going directly to the emergency room because that's something that's going to require suturing repair most likely, which may or, not be, may or may not be able to be done in your dental, dental office. Um, when they have lost a tooth, it's important to um, survey the tooth and say, okay, is this was this their baby tooth or was this a permanent tooth? And how do we know as a baby tooth? Well, those are usually smooth, straight across. You know, it also depends on their age. Um, if you can remember, I mean, they lose teeth so quickly, right? Like it seems like my daughter has one out and one in, like all in the same week. Um, but the permanent teeth are usually going to be like have kind of like our adult teeth, like some little kind of ridges and uh, along the the border, the inferior border or the top of the tooth, depending if you're looking at the top teeth or bottom teeth. So if you're looking at the bottom teeth, then our teeth are just not always straight across unless you've had dental work. Like our adult teeth kind of have these little bitty edges and grooves up and downs, whereas baby teeth are just straight smooth across. So if your child has lost a baby tooth, no worries. It's okay. It doesn't need to be moistened. It doesn't need to be put back into the socket immediately. Um, in fact, if there's not a lot of bleeding and if there's no swelling or anything or no other injuries, really that doesn't warrant a trip to the dentist. Um, however, if there are you concerned about like you see something to their gum line or they knocked out only part of their baby tooth, um, not fully evolved it, then by all means make a call to their dental office um, and bring in the tooth if you can, that baby tooth, right? Now, this is not the same for if your child has lost a permanent tooth. If their permanent tooth has been knocked out, listen closely because this is very important and it actually makes a difference in if your child's tooth can be saved. So if your child has locked out, locked out, if your child has knocked out their permanent or their adult tooth, you need to keep it moist at all times while they are waiting to be seen by the dentist who can re-implant that tooth. And so what are you looking for? Milk. That is right. And if you're in a house like where I live, where we don't really buy milk. Other, I mean, we buy almond milk. But I don't like always have like, a, you know, cow's milk in my house, whatever. Probably should have looked that up to see if you could put it in milk substitutes. But from what I've read and what I remember from studying is that milk or, or a tooth preservation product, such as the American Dental Association, um, you know, that, that seal ADA, if you see that, like if you can have your partner, um, or friend run up to Walgreens really quick, um, as long as it's within, you know, 30 minutes or so putting that tooth, um, inside of milk or that preservation solution while you're waiting to be seen by the dentist. Um, and then go to your dentist's office right away. Um, unfortunately, you know, what if this happened on a weekend or if this happened after hours, then your only other option is the emergency room or urgent care, and they do have what we call OFMS. So those are oral facial maxillary surgeons who have been trained in both dentistry as well as medicine. And sometimes those persons um, may be on call at the hospital system and be able to be a part of the team to reimplant that adult permanent tooth. So if, if it, again, if this is an adult tooth, it is so important to put that immediately in the solution um, so that. Um, and ligaments and vessels can be maintained and allows for an easier reimplantation. Okay. Number two, what happens if your child bites their tongue or lip? 
this is so common, right? Like your child is excited, they're talking, they're chewing fast, um, and they bite down on their cheeks or their lips. And we've done it too, right? Oh gosh, those bites hurt. And those bites, as they start to heal, can look so yucky, but it's all healing tissue. The thing about the oral mucosa is that tissue heals so fast. Um, as long as we're not constantly like touching and picking at it and that's kind of hard as a child because you're like okay what is this and then you're licking it and then you're biting it again so it just takes a little bit longer sometimes to heal but the type of tissue is meant to regenerate itself and heal quicker so if they bite their tongue or lip what i say is clean the area gently with water and then apply a cold compress um if the bleeding has not stopped because there's a deeper cut remember like a laceration especially what we call through and through. So for instance, if you bite your tongue, you may see a little puncture mark, but if you have them you know, stick their tongue out or stick their tongue up to the roof of their mouth so you can look at the bottom of the tongue and you don't see a hole there, then most likely that tissue on top of the tongue, it's gonna heal within a couple of days and there's nothing, there's no type of repair that needs to be done for that. However, if they have a deep laceration, what we call through and through, meaning, and I've seen this before. Oh God, it, you know, it's like a child who's running with a lollipop or something in their mouth or um, someone ran into them with, you know, a force and an object kind of um, blunt, you know, blunt, what am the word I'm looking for? The object hit them forcefully and it was a blunt impact. Um, I don't really remember the details of this particular kid, but like when they came into the urgent care, like they had a through and through laceration, meaning like you are looking at the top of their tongue and it's jagged and cut. And when you look at the bottom of the tongue, it's jagged and cut as well. So whatever pierced their tongue, their teeth, most likely stabbed them very deeply. Um, I have never, like, because I'm not an oral surgeon, I'm not an ENT physician, I have never witnessed um, seeing a tongue needs to be repaired, a tongue laceration, because like I said, most of them are just superficial at the top. Um, but this particular child, I did consult with the ER um, and had them seen because I was just convinced that this was a very deep through and through laceration and needed to be repaired but I don't I don't I don't think the child end up having a repair I think sometimes what happens is it has to be like completely split through and through for the lip if your child were to bite down on their lip and again you have rinsed it cleansed their mouth um apply pressure and there's still a lot of bleeding especially what we call in the area where we call around the vermilion border. So the vermilion border is just that natural, think of the darker pigmentation outline that we all have, you know, back in the day, I don't know, maybe you still do it, but when you would like outline your lip before you put on your lip stain, um, that's our vermilion border, right? So for me, I have pink lips and my vermilion border is just a darker pink, light brown color. And it's just that extra keratin melanin that kind of traces the outline border of your natural lips, okay? If there is a laceration that goes through that vermilion border, you most definitely want them to be seen in an emergency room setting, preferably where they have a plastic surgeon on call because that needs to be repaired. And it's so, 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 such a very cosmetic, delicate area that we want to make sure that area is lined up perfectly because it's your face, right? Um, but if it's just, you know, on the center of the lip or it doesn't cross the vermilion border and it's not a deep laceration, the bleeding stops. And again, cleanse it, wipe it down, give them cold compress, 
it's gonna heal. But the things to do afterward, remember, no foods that have sharp edges, like dried cereals, dor- Dorito chips, um, nothing spicy or citrus because that tissue is healing and it's going to sting. Think about when you have a cut on the inside of your mouth. Um, you can even do some salt water um, gargle rinses periodically if your child is of age to be able to understand to like gargle and spit because um, that will kind of help cleanse the tissue as well. Okay, next. What about if your child cracks a tooth, right? Have you been there like before eating on some caramel, sticky, you know, candy or something or hard candy, old Easter candy? If for a cracked tooth, you're going to do the kind of similar thing. You're going to immediately rinse the mouth in warm water, cleanse the area, put a cold compress to the face to help any swelling, um, and then go make a consult with your dentist, especially again, if this is a permanent tooth, um, you're going to want to get in as soon as you can for them to kind of determine what are your options in regards to repairing. Again, if it's a baby tooth, we know that it needs to come out anyways, and it probably is not going to have the same implications as if when it's a permanent tooth. Um, what about toothaches? Well, that's common, right? So toothaches, you know, could be for a lot of reasons. It can be because we're getting a new tooth. It can be because there's a cavity there. It could be because there's an abscess, meaning like an actual infection of the gum and the deeper root of the tooth. And that is not a good feeling, right? So toothaches, rinse the mouth with warm water to clean it. Um, Try to inspect as much as you can. Get some dental floss. Never use any sharp objects, but get some dental floss and see if you can figure out if there's something lodged in between like those molars, um, especially in those kiddos who, like my child, like your preschool, kindergarten ages, where they are getting new to- teeth, um, their adult teeth. And so the spaces that they used to have in between their baby teeth are not as wide. Um, and so they really need to get into the habits of like brushing better in the back. Um, and as those new teeth are erupting, they're not fully erupted. They kind of are still embedded in the gum line. It's really easy for things to get lodged back there. Pieces of meat. My child is a popcorn lover. So you can imagine popcorn getting back there. Um, so keeping floss around the house, is gonna be a lifesaver for you to try to get in there um, to help them remove anything that may be lodged. Um, Never give your child aspirin if they're having a toothache. If they're older than the age of six months, then of course we can use ibuprofen or Advil, which are non-steroidals, and Tylenol as well. Always consult with your physician's team as far as the dosing or look on the back of the box for dosing. Um, if there is a swelling to the gum, like if you look at the gum line, you see something that looks like a blister or kind of looks like a bubble and that bubble doesn't look the same color as the gum, meaning that there's a kind of a yellow hue or it looks brown or a little bit green, that could be the sign of an abscess. And by all means, they need to be seen. If you can't get into your dentist, I definitely will recommend sending it to the urgent care or even contacting your primary care physician because I've, you know, diagnosed dental abscesses and said, hey, this is what I think this is. This is what it looks like. This is the story you're telling me. We're going to go ahead and put you on some oral antibiotics while you wait to get into the dentist. And from there, they're going to make the decision and this is a tooth that needs to be removed or what needs to be done. Um, But dental abscesses are not fun. They do hurt. Um, And so for dental pain, we really want to treat the source of the pain. So if there's no signs of abscesses, then they don't 
If there's no source, if there's no sign of an abscess, then they don't need the antibiotics. However, we still need to treat their pain with appropriate pain medication. If your child is um, older than the age of one year, then you can do the medications that have um, like the oral gels, right? But if they're under that age and they're teething, we always recommend it when you're looking for a teething gel that you do not purchase any teething gel with the word benzocaine or belladonna because these definitely have secondary effects that can cause complications in young children. And for the most part now, um, within the last three to four years, I think all of those products should have been taken off the market so that now when you look for baby aura gel, like it's the new formulation does not have the belladonna and the benzocaine. Um, But just remember, you don't want to see the B words, no B words in your gel, teething gels for your little babies. Okay. What if you think your child's jaw is broken? Wow. So they get hit in the face, um, their jaw is swollen. What do you do? Uh, well, you immediately give them a cold compress, you know, make sure that they're conscious, that they haven't lost um, any consciousness, um, and just take them straight to the emergency room because um, they're only going to be the one to be able to um, give you an, an appropriate exam and even determine if imaging is needed to be able to uh, determine for sure if there's a fracture or not. Um, and those are some of the injuries and accidents that can happen, you know, to our children's mouth, our children's teeth. Um, they can be very scary in the moment. Um, remember that it's our role to be as calm as we can. Um, if these are happening at your home, then know that everything that you need is right at your fingertips, warm water, cups to rinse their mouth cool compresses. You can just use a wash rack if you don't have that in your freezer. A frozen bag of peas works just as well. Um, But if you're out and about, sometimes it can be a very frantic situation and hard to think about, okay, what can I do? But just remember that if it is a permanent adult tooth, you immediately want to put this in some fluid, preferably milk, and get to a dental office as soon as you can. If you can't make it to a dental office, straight to your emergency room, okay? What are some extra tips to avoid these dental emergencies? Um, some are just going to happen because our kids are naturally, you know, they roughhouse. Um, but sometimes we can prevent these by kind of encouraging our children and um, instructing them um, when we catch them in behaviors that we are know are more prone to future accidents, okay? So for instance, if your child plays sports, having them wear a mouth guard, a helmet when appropriate um, to prevent any head facial injuries when they're participating in these rec- recreational activities. Teaching your child at an earlier age never to use their teeth to cut or open things. Oh gosh, you guys, like I was horrible at that until I got these braces, which I've had for like two years now, and I can't open nothing with my mouth with these braces on. And I I caught my daughter a couple times trying to do it, and I'm just like, no. So now she's like handy dandy with those scissors. But teach your children, please, not to um, open anything with their teeth, okay? Um, Never run around with objects in your mouth. That includes our toothbrushes, you know, candy, socks a pencil for the love of God. Like, um, don't run with anything in your mouth. And even if someone, um, even if they're just standing, you know, stationary, but there's other children who are kind of like running around, like even then that would like freak my heart out. And I'd be like, okay, no, because you just never know when they're going to bump into each other and collide. And I think that may have happened to that kiddo that I had with the tongue laceration. Um, they just, you know, you bite down on your tongue and or crack a tube in in the blink of an eye, 
an injury has happened. Um, so teaching your children themselves not to run with anything in their mouth and to be mindful of to not to run around anyone who is eating or has a fork or spoon or air tubers or anything near their mouth as well. Um, and of course, always visiting your dentist every six months to make sure that their teeth are healthy and strong. I hope you guys enjoyed today's Medical Monday. Remember, this is Dr. Mom Sage Advice, never medical advice. And if you have any other concerns or questions, always consult with your physician and send me a DM for any topics that you guys are interested in hearing for season four for Medical Mondays. Until the next one, you guys take care. Hey queen, thanks for listening to another episode of the Dr. Mom Sage Advice podcast. I just absolutely love that I get the opportunity to share my expertise and to just pour into your lives um, because of the things that I've gone through personally and the things that I've learned and training to become a pediatrician. And I just wanna let you know, I'm thankful that you're here. And if you enjoy the content that was in this episode or any other episode, could you do me a favor, please? Like I'm asking you, please, please, please. Could you just like go ahead and leave a review give me a star rating and even subscribe to the podcast because when you do that that changes the algorithm and other people can find this podcast and be blessed as well until next time i love you and take care of yourself